Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm your host, Elise, and welcome to my living room on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It's almost Christmas. It's our Christmas week episode. I'm so excited. Episode 27. We're talking about canceling Christmas, Bad Mom's Christmas, what stores have the best return policies, lasagna, and wait for it, drill dose. Use your imagination. We'll talk about it. Anyway, take a sip of your drink, relax, and talk to me, Elise. Fact of the day. Do you know there's a McDonald's in every continent except Antarctica? Wait, but you know, they don't have a McDonald's in Antarctica, but you know what they do have? Squidward's Basement. (laughs) Is that not so ridiculous? Squidward's Basement. Isn't Squidward the character from SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah, that's the octopus, with the one with the phallic nose, you know? And it's like, what do they serve at Squidward's Basement? (laughs) Krabby Patties? (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help myself. But no, no, we don't have McDonald's in the country of Antarctica, but we do have Squidward's Basement. Hilarious. So how are you? How was your week? It's crazy. I, honestly, Christmas week, my tinsel's in a tangle. Is yours? Because this just hit me like a ton of bricks. It feels like just yesterday I was in Home Goods saying, oh, I'll pick up this this paper and this gift for Christmas, even though Christmas is in, you know, a thousand years. Literally, that feels like yesterday. And thank God I bought that paper and little gift because I'm behind schedule around here. <clears throat> it, uh, you know, it's funny because we've had all this time, um, the pandemic lockdown, and I have taken full advantage of the time. I mean, I'm working full time, you know, working from home. And well, I go in, I go into my office every other week now, but... I've had all this free time like you. Why wasn't I shopping? <laughs> Why wasn't I wrapping? My holiday cards didn't even get here yet. Christmas is in a few days. Literally, there's no excuse. Even my friends that send their holiday cards, like after New Year's, their cards have come. Mine, I don't even know. Lost in the ether. You know, and of course I ordered po- uh, stamps from the post office. I'm not going to go to the post office in Manhattan. A couple days before Christmas. That's insane. Post office in Manhattan a couple days before Christmas is like is like Grand Central Station at the worst, at the worldwide rush hour time. It, you can't possibly go there. Everybody's sending gifts to all their international fancy friends or or their kids that live, you know, away. I couldn't go. So I ordered those stamps online and they're like, the stamps will come in two to four business days plus an extra four business days due to coronavirus. And I'm like... Great. If you're going to get a Christmas card from me, expect to get it on Valentine's Day. So, yeah. That's that. So, just snuck up. Snuck up. But, you know, this week this week was nice. It was our first snow here in Manhattan. I don't know where you live, but I'm assuming it may be snowed. Well, maybe not if you live in Florida or somewhere. But it was just enough taste to give, it was just a little bit of a taste to tell us that this is going to be a long indoor winter, kittens. You know, I actually love the snow. I, 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 I feel like I'm a snow baby. You know what? I don't like the heat because nobody likes a sweaty, chubby girl that could get acne, you know, acne breakouts in the beating sun. So the winter's my, my, my season, baby. The clothes are better. My skin is good. My hair is nice. I could, I could layer, aka hide everything. Under coats and hats and scarves, but <clears throat> but I did think on the day after it snowed. God, it's going to be long because you know I would have thought that a lot of the restaurants here in Manhattan would have really 
shored up their outdoor dining spaces. And don't get me wrong, a lot have. So many restaurants put so much time and effort into all their big, fancy, mini restaurants on the street sort of thing. You know, restaurant outside the restaurant sort of short of stick. However, however, there are a lot of restaurants, namely my favorite restaurants, the diners, that don't have the best outdoor setup. They just have some shitty, you know, beach cabana and a couple of lawn chairs, <laughs> Adirondack chairs, and a, and a bingo table. <laughs> and they're like, come, have outdoor, have outdoor matzo ball soup with us. And it's like, no, because <laughs> I'm going to get snow in it. So even though I love the snow and I love the winter, it made me realize, oh, God, I am going to be in indoors eating for a long, long time. Because obviously, obviously, they canceled indoor dining in New York, if, if you didn't know. But it is what it is, right? You just got to roll with it. I did try to go out to lunch yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. Today's Monday. Obviously, Elise. Obviously, Elise. <laughs> but I tried to go out to lunch Sunday, and I thought, okay, it feels a little balmy compared to how it's been feeling. So we walked for like, I don't know, 50 blocks, which sounds like a lot, but, you know, really isn't a lot. And and we walked all the way, all the way, and I'm on the hunt. After, you know, 40 blocks in, now now I got I got my tentacles out. I'm, I'm looking I'm looking for somewhere to eat. I'm, I'm hungry. It's way past lunchtime. It's like 3 o'clock. Ridiculous. And only to find nothing. Literally nowhere. There was one place, uh, Bocaria. It's a Latin tapas place or Spanish tapas place. And... Um, it was on seven, uh, 76th, I think, in 2nd Avenue. Actually, someone asked me on TikTok yesterday if I knew any restaurants that they could go to for drinks and a nosh. And I recommended that place because when I walked by, there were so many people out and they were, they were you know, they were having, a, they were having wine and, and little tapas. They didn't have a ton of tables. They maybe had four tables. So many people, a, you know, social distancing, so many people. But I didn't go there. I wasn't in the mood with tapas. I don't like tapas. Well, you they give me, they give me one shrimp on a plate. They think that that's going to be satisfying. Oh yes, it'll be one shrimp, darling, for six dollars. I don't want nothing to do with that. I wanted to go to a diner. I wanted disco fries. You know disco fries? Oh, my favorite. French fries with brown gravy and mozzarella. Mmm, hits the spot. I couldn't even give a shit that the fries are going to come out of the kitchen cold once they land on my outdoor table. But I couldn't find anywhere to go because. You know, I don't know. I thought about, um, you know, going to, uh, going, just going to Zabar's on, on the Upper West Side and just getting a bobka and just walking around the supermarket aimlessly. But I really wanted disco fries. So I tried to go to one of my favorite diners on the Upper East Side. It's an old diner. It's called Silver Star. It's on 2nd Avenue. Uh, it, it's, no, yeah, it's on 2nd Avenue and 65th Street. That's right. That's where it is. And, um. Not only was it obviously closed on the inside because, you know, no no indoor dining. There are no tables outside. There no outdoor setup. This is a big, beautiful diner. Well, you know, beautiful might be subjective, but beautiful to me. If you like the cakes that go round and around and that clear thing. Um, but, you know, they didn't even have, they didn't have nothing. So I walked all the way there. I just like, for what? For what? Bupkis. Bupkis. So I came home. And um, I had French toast. That's that. Anyway, <clears throat> last night, you know, I watched for the first time. Have you seen Bad Mom's Christmas? Have you seen this movie? I thought it was hilarious. I mean, there were some p- parts that were like a little cheesy, but <clears throat> it was so funny. I'm like, honestly, 
the Mila Kunis's mom in the movie, Christine Baranski. I just love her. She just plays the best evil queen. She was that, you know, super, you know, high maintenance control freak mother that shows up at the house, you know, sort of exactly, you know, bang on schedule, takes over the whole house, takes over Christmas, wants to do everything, super highbrow, super hallway, insulting everybody while she's doing it. I just, I, she's just so good. She is just so damn good. And, and if I was to have a television sitcom, I would want her to play my mother-in-law. Christine, my ex-mother-in-law, if you're listening, which I know you're not, um, she would play you. She would. I think she could do probably a really good British accent. And, uh, and she's, you know, she's just, she's just so good. Not to say, and I should say, you're not an evil queen, Christine. You're not an evil queen. We just had cultural differences, I guess, you know? Anyway. Bad Mom's Christmas. So cute. I decided this year, um, from now until Christmas, I'm watching Christmas movies. I mean, I usually do that, but like I'm actually making concerted effort to watch Christmas movies. Every movie I'm watching or every television show has to do with Christmas because I like, I need something to lift up my spirits, you know? You probably agree, right? So today, today's my daughter's birthday, my youngest. She's turning five. I'm, I'm excited. She's, she's with her dad right now and they are coming to me right after school and you know, I just, I think I said this maybe a couple episodes ago. I, I, I feel bad for the kids. You know, they can't have a party. So I went to the Dollar Tree. I bought some tinsel decorations and we're going to make a cake. I got um, just a box, a devil's food cake, a box of devil's food, but I did get fondant. So I'm going to make, hopefully, you know, like uh, do the, the round devil's food cake and then, you know, put this fondant on the top and we'll maybe cut out some. I don't know, stars or stockings or something with cookie cutters and, you know, sort of glue them on. Um, and, and probably make a pizza. I was like to my daughter, I'm like, do you want mommy to make you macaroni and cheese for your birthday? And she's like, no, pizza. But it's like, she, I, I don't know why she doesn't want macaroni and cheese. Kid always wants macaroni and cheese. But of course she wants pizza. You know who really wants macaroni and cheese? Mommy. Mommy dearest wants macaroni and cheese. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat because I had my 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 podcast, my my couple times a week podcast dessert coffee from Starbucks, no white chocolate mocha with the extra whip. Today I asked them for a drizzle of caramel. You know what? They charged me extra for that. Can you imagine? I don't know how much Starbucks is by you, but because I'm a Gavone, I'm like, oh, I'll take a venti, you know, which is like the super size of Starbucks. And then I'm like, you know, venti hot white chocolate mocha with the whip. Oh, and do me a favor. Put a little of that caramel drizzle on. The bill comes, you know, the thing comes on the thing. Seven sixty. Seven dollars and six. I said to the girl, I could go to the dollar menu at Wendy's and get a whole meal for my two kids for less than seven sixty. <clears throat> That's the down part of living around here. It's ridiculous. On what planet is a cup of coffee more than a couple of bagels with cream cheese? Or a couple of burgers and fries and an orange soda or something. I don't give my kids orange soda. Such junk, you know. Anyway, I don't need them any more hyper. So back to the birthday. So mommy wants macaroni and cheese. Of course, mommy's not getting macaroni and cheese. Mommy will get pizza. Now, I could just order a pizza and make it easy for myself, which I probably will do. But I did think about making the pizza. But you know what? I'm going to make the cake. And then we're going to make spritz cookies. I did that recipe um, 
I told you my recipe for spritz cookies, I think on the last episode, you know, and you need that spritz gun and the, these sugar cookies, you know, you use the gun, the sugar cookies, and they come out in these like adorable little shapes. So I think that that's just a fun, a fun thing for us to do. And then, because I'm an overachieving mother, probably trying to make up for some sort of sick guilt that I have very deep inside, is um, I went to Michael's craft store and I bought, they had a sale on aprons, like little canvas, like a pack of canvas kid aprons. So I bought a couple of packs of them. And I bought um, some paint markers and puffy paint, and we're going to paint aprons. Like, I just thought that would be a cute activity. I mean, because, you know, no birthday party. No birthday party for a five-year-old sucks. And, and, I'll do a TikTok later, but I did buy myself, well, I bought them two little dresses. Well, they're Christmas dresses they're going to wear for, you know, my daughter's Christmas-themed in-the-house birthday. But I did buy myself a... um, sexy elf dress from Target to wear for the occasion. God knows who, what kind of sexy elf I'm going to be showing this stuff off to because uh, it's not like I have a Mr. Sexy Elf around. But I bought the dress at Target and it's adorable. It's like a, a green velvet like top, you know, spaghetti straps like I need that with my fucking bingo wings. Honestly, I'm about to get this shit light boat off. I don't know. All of a sudden I turned, however old I turned, I'm not telling you, but my, my fat arm swings in the wind every time I open the cabinet. It's horrible. But the elf dress is cute. It's like a green velvet bodice and it has a tool, you know, tool thing at the bottom, tool skirt. It was like 32 bucks from Target. I'm thinking about keeping the tags on, you know. <laughs> Wearing it for the party and then returning it? No, I know. That's so disgusting. I know. you. I know you're listening. You're like, this girl, she's gross. Like, <laughs> you're like, this is why I go to Target and sometimes I see deodorant stains because she tusks shit that she's returned. No, I don't really do that. But it did cross my mind. I know it's a little gauche. It's a little tacky. Don't act like you don't think about the same thing, please. I have a cousin that used to have a gun, a return label gun. That's right. You know, before they had all these fancy, you know, break it open. And uh, and oh, my God, this reminds me of a story I got to tell you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll tell you that after. Oh, my God. My boyfriend would kill me if I tell the story. I don't give a shit. Anyway, so wait, remind me. As if, as if you're here. Okay, this is when I know I'm bordering on the edge of insanity um yeah but before before they had the um you know those tag label things that you know where the ink splots out all over the place they had just you know like that just the clear just the clear whatever what do you call those things you know the clear little thing that you know the the paper attaches to the thing the price tag (laughs) anyway my cousin i had a cousin with a gun I don't know where she got this from because the Amazon was not around then, and I doubt Kmart was selling these in the '90s or the '80s or whenever she had it. But it was a was a, a put the price tag back on gun. So what do you think she did? She would buy an outfit, wear it, and then put the thing back on. But see, someone like her, she probably didn't have body odor, okay? Because me, even though cousins, you know, we still have different parents. I I feel like my Mediterranean roots are so strong. I have to use. Degree clinical strength deodorant. Embarrassment. Anyway, I couldn't really return stuff. It's just a fantasy. This is the stuff that I fantasize about in my late 30s. Um, okay, so wait, you're gonna die. Wait, are you ready for this? Let, I can't, I didn't even, you know, sometimes before these podcasts, let me tell you. I have a little piece of paper and I write down the episode number, you know, just so I don't get sidetracked. And um and I write down very few things that I want to talk about, like, you know, whatever, like Bad Mom's Christmas, whatever. Oh, I watched that movie just so I remember to maybe talk about it. 
but I don't remember everything. And it's really, this is like a, just a conversation with you, you know, one of my friends. Like, if I, I do not know you, I'm assuming. Well, maybe I do. Maybe you're one of, your, you're one of my friends that I know. My one of my dear friends, but you know, you might be sitting in, I don't know, New Jersey or Louisiana or somewhere. And I don't really know you. And so I'm just, you know, whatever. Okay. Let let me, let me, let me just not, let me not, let let me not get sidetracked. Okay. Let me tell you this fucking crazy ass story. Just hear this. So I need, I wish I could ask you what you would do in this situation. Let me tell you. So my boyfriend had a sweater that he got at Brooks Brothers, and this was a couple months ago. And he calls me up, and you'll see where I'm going with this. So he, he calls me up, he goes, oh, you're never going to believe this. I said, what? He goes, they forgot to put the return, they, they, they put the return, um, I ordered the sweater on Brooks Brothers, and they forgot to take the security label off, you know, the, um, the ink thing, hence why this was a, a thought in my head. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I ordered the sweater from Brooks Brothers online, it's very nice, it's a, you know, cashmere blend whatever zip thing on sale and they put it in the Brooks Brothers bag and it comes with the ink thing attached I have to go to the store and get it remote I said all right so go get it remote I said why don't you just you know send it back return tell him to send you another one typical guy he's like I'm not sending it back that's ridiculous he's like I'll I'll just take it to the store I'll take it to any store near my house I said don't do that I said because if you take it to any store and for some reason they break it and then the item gets damaged you're not going to get your money back I think this was like maybe $120 shirt or something I mean it was jacket sweater whatever aka something that you don't just want to accidentally have ink spilling all off because you tried to finagle the the security tag off because you know buy it with your local hardware store because you're too lazy to go to Brooks Brothers anyway so long story short this was like a couple months ago so I said to him this past week I said babe why don't you just bring over did you get that tag removed of course no I said okay why don't you bring over the um the sweater I'll take it back to you I'm taking the kids out shopping we'll, we'll stop at the store whatever so he says okay so I now have in my possession his sweater with the security tag on it so I take it to Brooks Brothers on the Upper East Side and I tell them um oh my boyfriend bought the sweater and you know we need to take the tag off you actually and they the lady Russian lady said we we don't we don't have no no security tags in here and I'm just like what are you what are you saying I'm like what are you saying here's the bag the Brooks Brothers bag Here's his receipt, and here's the jacket with the tag on it. What do you think? I put this on it. She goes, we don't have security tags in Brooks Buzz. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm like, well, look, I understand. For whatever reason, though, he ordered the sweater. It comes with the tag. I need you to take it off. He likes the sweater. He wants to keep it. And she goes, well, we don't have the machine here. We can't take it off. I said, all right, fine. I said, so, you know, I said, so what, what do you suggest? And she goes, well, I don't know. Just why don't you walk across the street to Bloomingdale's to get it taken off? Mind you, by the way, Bloomingdale's is not across the street from Brooks Brothers. This woman's delusional, but that's okay. I said, I'm not doing that. I said, because he wanted to do that. And then they could break it in the ink and whatever. And so anyway, she goes, well, she says, um, let me look it up. Let me look it up and see where, what store shipped it to him. And maybe I can call the store and see if they put it on it. And so now here's the thing. At this point, she's doing her computer work. And she, oh, she asked me for the receipt. And I said, I don't have the receipt. He didn't give it to me. And there's, you know, there's no receipt in the bag. So at this point, she's doing her computer work. I call him up and I'm like, I told you you should have given me this shipping slip. He's like, oh, whatever. I said, send me the email. She, I, I don't know what this woman thinks. I don't know if she thinks she didn't buy it here or whatever. It's called crazy. Just send me the, 
send me the thing so she could call the store and get your name, <clears throat> whatever. I don't even know why I needed the receipt. Like, Brooks Brothers is a high-end store. If you put in somebody's name in the computer in Brooks Brothers, their order should pop up. But for whatever reason, her computer wasn't working, and she had a, oh, fuck it. I don't even know what the details were. Here's the deal. I'm getting to my point. So, he sends me the receipt. And just as he's sending it, I didn't check my email at this point. She goes, oh, my computer started working with the name. She goes, I put in his name, John Doe. And um, she said, I see his order here. Oh, she says, I see his account. But, oh, Elise, this is funny. He has two accounts. And I'm like, oh, two accounts. That's funny. He doesn't have the most common name. Why would he have two accounts? And she said, I don't know. She said, but I'm looking on the account to see if I could find this sweater because then I could find what store he bought it from and then I could get the, you know, call them and we could get the thing removed to find it who put it on. Who fucking cares? All I want is this fucking security tag removed. And at this point, I'm about to return the sweater, okay, and tell him tough shit. So she says, he has two accounts. I said, okay. And she goes, wait a second. This sweater is not on either one of the accounts. And I said, oh. And she goes, look, look. She turns the computer towards me. Wait, you're going to die. And she goes, here's a sweater he bought you. And I'm like, what? What did you just say? I said, he didn't buy me a sweater. And she goes, yeah, yeah, look, look at this navy cardigan he bought you last year. It's right here. Um, It's very pretty. He bought you this. That's the only thing on this one account. And this other account that he has has all these men's items. Wow. Steam coming out of my ears. Hair on fire. And I'm like... Let me see that again. Let me see the, let me see, let me see. I was like, you know what, you know what? Let me just come around. Let me come around to the computer. I said, I have a corporate account with Brooks Brothers. I actually don't, side note, I don't right now anymore because I haven't, I don't really shop there. I don't need to shop there for work. But I used to because I used to have a big Brooks Brothers near my office and I had a shopper. Don't ask. Anyway, so I go around the thing and I'm looking at his account and I see his name next to the account. Both accounts, you know, I see I see his address on both accounts. I know it's him. And I see that he bought this sweater from a woman for a woman last year when we were dating. That's right, dating. So I was livid. And then I'm scrolling through. Can you imagine the sales ladies letting me do this? I'm scrolling through the other account, not able to find the sweater, you know, with the tag on it. So I said, you know what? I said, you know what? I'm just returning this. I, 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 I've had enough. I've seen enough. I said, I don't know why, you know, his name is in the computer under two accounts. I see his address. Meanwhile, he bought this online and it ships to his house. There's a tag on it. I don't know. You know, just return. So now she's like, okay. At this time, and I checked my phone at this time, and I'm like, oh, and by the way, he sends me, he sent me the receipt. Here's the receipt information. You know, here, I forward it to her. And I said, you go check on that. And she starts working on like processing this return. And I am looking at the computer of this woman's sweater. And I see this very pretty navy blue cardigan, size small. Am I a small? Mm, I don't know. I'm probably a medium. And maybe in a cardigan, I might be bordering on a large because it might be a little too tight in the boobies. You know, if you close it up, I am furious. And I am just like, how dare this motherfucker? My boyfriend, who we are in a monogamous committed relationship who is he buying sweaters for from Brooks Brothers that I do not know? So, of course, now I'm just whatever. Long story short, she processes the return. I get out of the place. I call him like a bat out of hell. And he, I'm, I'm like, did you? I'm like, he's like, what happened? Did you get the tail off? No, no, I returned it. I'm like, I returned it. I, I, I was like, I can't. And he said, you can't want. I said, I want to tell you something that I saw on your account. What account? I said, they show me the computer. He goes, okay, at least you got to calm down. And I said, you know what? I'm actually not going to be calm. I'm going to talk to you about it in person. 
Well, he, and I said, I got to go. So now he's texting me after. And he goes, you're making me nervous. What's going on? Is everything okay? Blah, blah. Now I'm thinking, you, you're guilty, motherfucker. You're guilty. You're guilty. Look at you cheating. What, you cheating? Well, Christmas last year, what, you buying some broad, a nice little cashmere sweater? What'd you get me for Christmas last year? Who remembers? AKA, nothing significant. Okay. Loon. I was a loon. A loon. So, of course, I call my Aunt Lisa. Hi, Aunt Lisa. And I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, okay, calm down, Elise. She's like, he might have bought this sweater for his mother. And I'm like, oh, please, give me a break. Who buys their mother a sweater from Brooks Brothers? And she's like, I don't know. Guys, guys that just only shop at Brooks Brothers or only shop at Sears, they don't know where to buy girls their mother's gifts. So they go in the same store they buy and hope they have a woman's item in there. <laughs> Well, I wound up confronting this guy on the phone, okay, this guy being my boyfriend, yes, and um, I told him, I said, look, I know this time last year we were dating, we weren't exclusive, I said, you know, I think, I said, but, you know, I saw something on your Brooks Brothers account and I was really upset, you know, and I said, and here I am doing you an errand, doing you a favor, you know, taking time out of my day to return your stuff, which I do not have to do. At the kindness of my heart, and I have to go see that you've made a purchase for a sweater, a woman's sweater last year. Now, he's like, look, I don't know. He goes, first of all, first of all, he goes, I don't know what you saw, and it was probably a few years ago. So it was a few years ago, so it's it, it's irrelevant. And I was like, actually, it was not. Actually, it was today. How funny. I was like, it was December 21st, 2019, and you bought it at whatever time. And he goes, am I, am I dating a woman or am I dating a detective? I said, do not. Do not question who you're dating. I said, I saw this in black and white on a computer screen, and I'm furious, and I want to know who it was what. I was crazy. And basically, he told me it was for his mother. And you want to know what? We went back and forth, back and forth, and I wound up just dropping it. Do I really believe it's for his mother? Maybe. I did see that the sweater that was purchased was actually returned at a part of uh, New York where the mother lives, so... I mean, it might have really been the mother. But I also think he has, like, an ex-girlfriend that also lives in the area. Okay, all I'm going to say to you is I, this lady that you're listening to right now, Elise Delucci, was not happy. Okay? And you wouldn't be either. Don't even tell me that you wouldn't care because I was crazy. And you know what? He got mad at me. He was like... He was like, well, first he's like, first of all, I should call Brooks Brothers and sue him. And I'm like, relax, relax, John Gotti. Who are you suing? Why are you, what are you suing them for? Because you take something that's mine to go return it. And he's like, and no offense, Elise, it has my name on the, the order, not yours. And they turn the computer around and they start showing you my private orders that I've made in the last five years. And I'm like, what do you have, something to hide, guy? What are you hiding from me? What's the big deal? And then he was like, second of all, He's like, whatever you saw, you can't ask me why I made certain purchases. And I was like, oh, yes, I can. I said, if you were at my house and all of a sudden I was paying my charge card and I happened to be on the computer and my, all my charges will happen to be exposed, I wouldn't care. I got nothing to hide from you. I said, so what are you hiding from me? He, he, he was convinced that he was actually just mad at the fact that they showed me all of his purchases and that wasn't right. He felt like it was a violation of privacy. And he wasn't actually really mad at me at the end. But you know what? <clears throat> I was furious. I decided to drop it because I felt like I needed to pick and choose my battles. But you know what? If I was exclusive with him, I would have really, I think, been even more. I would have been ex ups more upset. But this time last year, we were not exclusive. So you know what? Fine. I let it slide. But can you imagine? 
Can you imagine? Is that not your worst nightmare? That's like that. That's like the equivalent of like finding the text on the phone or like finding the email. It's like it's like going to a store and somebody the store showing you the account and you seeing that the guy buys other stuff for a woman. Yeah, yeah. I was not a happy camper. Okay, I had to come home, call a thousand people, you know, have a twinkie, and then I got over it. Anyway. All I'm going to say is he better not buy me a Brooks Brothers sweater, okay, for Christmas this year because then I'll definitely know it wasn't for his mother. Okay, so story over. So for my daughter's birthday, back to that, you know, after I had a 19,000-minute tangent, I wanted to get her a dollhouse. Well, let me say, I wanted to get a dollhouse for both girls from Santa for Christmas. But these dollhouses, you know, the brand Kidcraft, they sell it on Amazon, I heard that these kid craft things come in a million pieces. So, and usually I, if I have to assemble any stuff, I'll assemble it on Christmas Eve. I wanted to get my girls a tall. So I wanted to get them a dollhouse, but I wanted a tall dollhouse. So I bought like the, the grand, you know, punani of dollhouses. Okay. It was kids craft. It's called the grand, I'm looking at it right now, grand estate dollhouse plus 26 pieces of furniture. This shit was so expensive. It was $250. Can you imagine? I wanted to get it for them for Christmas. That was going to be like their big Christmas gifts and then like other little things here and there. But, but I thought, who the hell is putting this together on Christmas Eve? Not me. I want to drink some spiked eggnog, watch a Hallmark movie and, you know, pass out. Mama Elf is tired. So I, um, I, I wound up getting it and I said, let me give it to my youngest for her birthday and do like a joint gift and then give her a couple other little things. So that's what I did. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited to give this to her later. And, the dollhouse is awesome. It's like it's like a giant life-size dollhouse. Like this thing has chandeliers, a flushing toilet, a piano that plays. Like when I was little, all we got was like a wooden dollhouse that was like, you know, a foot and a half high and I was lucky if I had furniture for it, which I did not. I uh, really the the things that they have today are just so crazy. I I I don't know I, you know, I, I don't know if, it's, if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I feel that, like, what's going to top this? <laughs> what, what gift, not that I have to top all the gifts I get, but what what tops the life-size dollhouse with the, the flushing toilet? Well, you know what would probably top it is an American Girl doll. They asked me for an American Girl doll, and I said no. I said no. I'm not getting that. I said no. First of all, you're way too young, and that doll's, like, $120. And then I would, I, they don't understand, obviously, any of that, but it's, like, they don't know, but then the clothes are like $30 for an American Girl doll outfit. I don't even spend $30 on their outfits. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I do. Fancy occasions, but you know. Anyway, recipe time. I made an eggcorn squash lasagna. Or let me just say, actually, lasagna with eggcorn squash. It was so good. I've made this before. I'm going to tell you how I do it. Very easy. So, you know, you need to have sauce. You need to have like a, a pot of sauce, mine or not. If you want to make a simple sauce, fine. If you have it in the drawer, fine. And what I use is one box of Barilla, or I think Ronzoni makes them, the oven-ready lasagna noodles. I don't want to deal with boiling the lasagna noodles. So oven-ready ones, just one box. So you need some sauce, like a jar of sauce, 14 ounces, whatever. A box of lasagna noodles, oven-ready a tub of ricotta cheese, or like we say, ragotha. It's, I, I think I have maybe a 12-ounce thing, and I didn't use the whole thing. You know, like polio or galbani, whatever. You want maybe like eight ounces of ragotha. And then about a half a cup of Parmesan cheese, two eight-ounce packs of shredded mozzarella. So, you know, I just have, again, like polio, sargento, whatever, from the fridge. 
And then I had two egg corn squashes that I roasted. I roasted them at 400 degrees in the oven with some olive oil, salt, and pepper, and a drizzle of maple syrup on it. I roasted them in the oven 400 degrees for about 40 minutes. When they were done, I took the squash out. I took the, um, you know, I, I, I took the flesh out and I mashed it, mashed it. I put it in a bowl, put it on the side. So you need the, so you need the big pot of sauce, the one box of lasagna noodles, the tub of ragotha, the, 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 about half a cup of Parmesan cheese, the two packs of mozzarella, and you mashed egg corn squash, any squash, butternut squash, whatever you have, and, you know, olive oil and salt and pepper. This is how you make it. This is so easy. I preheat the oven to 375. I have a nice big Pyrex dish, like a 9 by 13. You could use whatever, whatever you have, but this is all you do. You start with two ladles of sauce at the bottom of the Pyrex dish, and you put a little light sprinkle of Parmesan cheese. Then put a layer of your noodles. I put four, four next to each other, overlapping slightly. And then I put a layer of ragotha cheese, a layer of the squash, you know, spread out all over, sprinkle of mozzarella, and then I lay down another sheet of noodles. And then I repeat. I put the sauce on top of the noodles, the light sprinkle of Parmesan cheese, then I spread the ragotha, then I spread the squash, then I spread, then I then I do the mozzarella. And I put a little Parmesan cheese also with that. And if you have remaining squash, you can repeat the next, you know, repeat that layer. If you're out of squash or if you're running low on noodles, all you're then going to do is lay down another sheet of noodles, add sauce right on top of those noodles, a little light sprinkle of um, a little light sprinkle of Parmesan cheese, and your mozzarella. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take tinfoil, you're going to tent the tinfoil over, like tent it, you know, so you don't want to put it tight. If you put the tinfoil tight over the Pyrex dish, when you take the tinfoil off, it's going to stick to the top of the lasagna and it's going to all lift up. So you want to tint the tinfoil, sorry, tint, tent it, tent, tent the tin, tent the tinfoil and you're going to bake it in the oven for 45 minutes. After 45 minutes are up, you're going to take the tinfoil off and you're going to bake it for another 20 minutes. And then if you want, for like a minute, you could turn, put it in the broiler or turn the broiler on. It gets all crispy. And that's it. That's it. You got to let it sit for like an hour before you cut it because, you you know, you want it to be firm and everything. And that's it. That It's so easy. This is so easy. It's so delicious. I love this. I love, um, I love lasagna with like a vegetable in it, particularly like acorn squash because, or butternut squash, whatever, because the kids, they don't really see it. So I'm, you know, I'm sneaking in the vegetable, but. But it's also nice because it freezes well. And by the way, if you make a whole tray of this and and you want to freeze it, you could literally, if you don't have, you don't have to use Tupperware things to freeze it. I, you know, I live in Manhattan. I don't have a lot of freezer space. All I do is I just cut little squares of it and I wrap it in tinfoil a couple times and I put it in the freezer and that's it. I have meals for the next few days, you know, or, or, or for three months from now. I love it. And by the way, this is a nice thing. It, I think this is a nice thing to make on Christmas. Like if you don't want to do a whole turkey or, you know, a ham or whatever you're doing. Or or if you want to have, like, your ham and a, a salad and a vegetable and and lasagna. Like, this kind of lasagna is nice. Anyway. If you don't want to do egg corn squash or butternut squash, by the way, you can put spinach. You can do spinach, frozen spinach. You know, let it thaw. Rinse it. And just replace the squash with spinach. So good. Okay. So, um, I was reading the New York Times the other day. There was a huge article about Bed Bath & Beyond and the coupons. Remember? 
Remember the coupons? I don't even get them anymore, do you? Honestly, the whole article was so interesting. It was about the founders of Bed Bath & Beyond, and it was about how when they started the store, so many other stores like JCPenney and whatnot, they were coming out with these big catalogs, you know, or, or Macy's even, you know, they were putting the, big, the catalogs or the, the flyers inside your newspaper or would just come in the mail. And Bed Bath & Beyond felt like it was too expensive to print flyers and catalogs. And they felt that it was also too expensive for them to go through the process of putting things on sale and taking them off sale. I don't know how all the retail stuff works. But what they decided to do was come out with this idea of this 20% off coupon. They had this marketing manager. I forget her name. She was mentioned in the article. But um, she had worked at, I think, a... Uh, what is it, Abraham and Strauss? Uh, it was department store, old department store, I can't remember. But she worked at one of these stores for a bunch of years, and they had this idea of a 20% off coupon postcard that would come in the mail. So when she started at Bed Bath, she did the same postcard thing, and uh, she made it blue. And the reason why she said she made it blue was because they tried all colors, which is so interesting to me for whatever reason. She said they tried red and, and yellow and orange, but blue was the one that got the most traction. And she said they actually called that blue blurple. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Blurple. Because it was a blue-purple. Um, and, you know, and so she says that how the 20% off coupon was just literally the only marketing that they did. And when you really think about it, like, I don't know if you love Bed Bath & Beyond also, but, like, that, you know, like, people, that, that that was the best, that really was the best marketing campaign. They didn't, now think about it, Bed Bath & Beyond, they don't have radio ads. They don't have TV commercials. You don't see them advertising all around. I don't remember getting a flyer in the newspaper or in the mail. No, all you would get was this coupon. And the, and the lady said that doing if they did a coupon that was 10% off, that wasn't enough for people. That wasn't enough for people to get off the couch and go to the store. If they did a 30% off coupon, they couldn't afford that because that was too much, you know, hitting their profits. But 20% gets people off the couch, gets them excited in the store. But the best part of it all, in my opinion, is that that damn coupon when it first came out never expired. And she's telling these stories in the in the article, and it's so funny. She was saying how one woman, I mean, I could die. I, I feel like this I could see this being me. I, this probably could be you too, right? Like one woman, she's nine months pregnant. She's due. She's literally overdue, about to have her baby. And she's in Bed Bath & Beyond with her coupon trying to buy something. And she goes into labor. And they the Bed Bath & Beyond, they call the hospital, and they say, oh, my God. Oh my God, we're going to get you to the hospital. And she says, no, no, no. This coupon is actually the one of the ones that expire and it's expiring at midnight. I need to, I need to use it now. Can you imagine? This is a, this is a real shopping pro, this lady. Kudos to you. And, and they said, and they said, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. You could come back after you have the baby and you can use your coupon. I love that. I think it's great. But when you really think about it, I just think that they're really genius. I never, I never actually spent a lot of time thinking about Bed Bath and Beyond and and the coupon uh, in terms of the, the 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 brand like in terms of that it's a branding thing for them and all I would just think was obviously from the consumer side is just wow this is great the store that I can get so many things that I need and they always have a coupon and I'm dying to get it and I'll ask my friends for one but it actually was not only the fact that it made shoppers so happy it was their way of marketing and they said. What they said, and it was just, it's just smart. They said, they said, think about it. If you have a catalog, a flyer from Macy's come in your newspaper, do you hold on to that flyer for six months? No. You look at it and then you toss it in the garbage that later that day. They said, but Bed Bath and Beyond, 
you put that coupon in your pocketbook and it stays in there until you go to the store. So that constant branding, that constant, you know, name flashing in your in your head, in your subconscious, it's genius. But it made me think about all the stores, for whatever reason, that have the best return policies, you know? Like, there, I, you know, I think there's obviously local stores, you know, that have, might have their own return policies wherever you are. But for me, let me tell you, Amazon, hands down, and this day and age, I think has the best return policy. Do you agree? Like, if you're on Amazon, you want to buy something, all you, have to, you know, sometimes they charge you for a return, but if you select the certain things, then they don't charge you. Like, if you say item is defective or description isn't as exactly as, you know, sold or whatever, whatever, written out, they don't charge you for the return. And they literally take back everything. Especially if you call them and, and if they don't, for whatever reason, if they don't want to give you money back, if you call them and you say, look up my account, look at all the things that I've bought from Amazon, you know, in the last 10 years, they will, they, they can do that. And you could actually do it too, somewhere buried in your account settings, but they do. And they'll usually grant you a return. But anyway, the other store that has the best returns, Nordstrom, right? They take back anything. That's even no questions asked. No questions asked. Someone once said to me recently, a friend of a friend, we're talking about returns. And she says, um, I, I said, oh, Nordstrom has the best return. She says, no, they don't. I said, no, they don't. I said, are you I said, what planet are you on? I said, you're only thinking that because they, we don't have a Nordstrom here in New York. Well, we do now, but we used to not. I said, you could go in that store. I said, when I was young, you could go into Nordstrom, younger. You can go into Nordstrom. You could have a pair of Ugg boots that you bought in there. You could have no profile in the computer, no receipt, and you could go a year later and say they broke, and they'll literally take them back and give you a new pair. Literally. Such a good return. Other stores, I mean, I, so then I started asking my friends, what other stores do you think have good return policy? I didn't know. Athleta, do you know this store? You know, it's owned by the Gap and Old Navy. They do uh, workout clothes. They have a return policy that I didn't know about. You can, it's called give it a workout guarantee. If you buy an outfit in there and you wear it to work out, you can literally return it. Little gross to me. Little gross. Here's my sweaty brief sports bra and leggings that I wore to Soul Cycle. I'm wringing them out and I'm giving them back to you. But, but they will. They'll do that. American Eagle has free returns anytime. But you need to show the receipt. You need to have the proof of purchase. But it's any time. So I like that, you know, because there's nothing worse. Come on, there's nothing worse than you buy an item and you go to it and you, you buy an item and you got to keep the receipt or whatever, your online email. And then they say, ah, it's out of the return window. Like, let me tell you something. I bought something, a skirt, at uh, Off Sacks, Off Sacks Fifth Avenue, you know, or whatever it is, Sacks Off Fifth, that's it. Which, by the way, I did actually think that it was the outlet of Saks Fifth Avenue, and it did. It was at one time, but now it's its own store. It, like, competes with Burlington and TJ and all those stores. I have no idea. Well, I bought a skirt, I don't know, 10 months ago, and it took a 1,000 years to get here because of corona, all the del- shipping delays, and then it finally arrived. It came like a wrinkled mess. It smelled. Yeah, uh-huh, it really did smell. I tried to return it. They didn't let me online because it was outside the return window. Of course it was. Of course it was at the return window because because it came 1,000 years late. Then I call them. They patch my call out to India. Infuriating. 
You know, I'm talking to Jane in Bangladesh. Yeah, okay. And, I mean, listen, I love Indian people. They are the sweetest. But really, Jane? Really? That's not your name. That's not your name. Because you talk, you, you sound a thousand miles away, and you have such a heavy accent. And I know you're lying to me right now, and I can't handle it. And uh, Jane tells me, okay, fine. We understand the virus. We're going to process the return. No worries. I say, great. I send the ship back, the skirt, stinky, wrinkled up skirt. Let me tell you what lands on my door the other day. This is no joke. The skirt in the box with a note inside says, I am sorry, we can't process your return because it's out of the return window. How dare you? So now I'm going to have to call them back. Ugh, that's the worst return policy, off sacks. Other return policies my girlfriends were telling me, Costco, Costco, I actually did know this. No time limit, no time limit for Costco returns. You can return at any time. Ikea, Ikea, they allow one year. You don't have to open it. You, you know, you, well, I should say opened, un, unopened, you can return in a year. If you open it and you neatly pack it back together, they're not going to give you a hard time either, under a year. Um, someone, one of my friends said Kohl's, Kohl's has a good refund. They said it's like, like, I don't know. I think they said it's three months or something. I actually don't shop at Kohl's. There's not a Kohl's around here. There's no Kohl's. And um, the other store that I know has a good return policy, L.L. Bean. Gives you one year. One whole year to return. But you want to know what? And by the way, that's all I have for you. But here's the thing. At this day and age, with Amazon trampling every retailer, every freaking retailer, all the retailers, I'm not saying, listen, people take advantage and that's the problem, aka I'm talking to you about a friend or a cousin that has the, the return label gun, and to me, I'm like, I'll return my alfalfa, but the thing is, in this day and age, you got an Amazon trampling all the retailers, everybody's going out of business, would it kill you to do returns forever, return anything, anytime, or maybe do a year, maybe don't require the receipt, I don't know, I'm not in the business, but if I was in the business, I would be thinking, God. I got I to gotta keep up with Amazon. I'm going to make my customer service stellar because I got news for you. And I'm sure you do the same thing. If I find an item, like makeup is a great example. I needed um, I needed a new, uh, conce- my, a, a refill of my concealer, which is makeup forever. And I was going to buy it online at, I don't know, Sephora, Ulta, wherever. And the, and it and it was it was ridiculous. It was like I don't know five ninety five for shipping, and then the return was whatever you know. Because what if I bought the wrong color? I couldn't see the current color I had. But then I go over to Amazon, free shipping, and a guaranteed return. And they don't deduct the return, you know, price the, the shipping price off the return because it's free shipping. And so, what do you think happened? Ulta and Sephora lost the business, and I bought it from Amazon. So if you know that's happening. And you own a store. Why? I don't understand why you don't have the best return ever. I know. I know that there's probably more nuance to it. If you're a small mom and pop shop, you can't afford to do that. But still. Anyway. What are you doing for Christmas? You got plans? My mother is like, tells me, I have an eight people max rule, Elise. And I'm just like, really? But I get it. I don't understand them. I don't understand. I heard all cancel Christmas, cancel Thanksgiving. Then Dr. Fauci, okay, my Italian doctor boyfriend, Dr. Fauci, he says that Christmas, I read that in the paper, he says Christmas actually isn't canceled. He said just to keep gathering small. He said he never said that we should cancel Christmas just to be cautious, 
don't travel crazy amounts of time and, and, and lengths to get to people and limit the size of holiday get-togethers. And he also said that people need to make individual choices. Fine. I thought I heard him say cancel, but I could be wrong. But then on the flip side, we got Governor Cuomo in New York, okay, saying that COVID, the spread of COVID is avoidable if we, you know, be very, very, very mindful or forego seeing our family for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So which one is it? Fauci or Cuomo, my two Italian boyfriends. Who's right here, baby? Meanwhile, de Blasio, New York's mayor, if you didn't know, that, 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 winning, that winning gem, can't deal with him, ruining all the businesses. Every, oh, God, I can't. But anyway, he says that there could be a fresh lockdown in New York after Christmas. And by the way, it's like a fresh lockdown. What is this, a cantaloupe? What is this, a smack? I'm going to give you a fresh one. A fresh lockdown. Oh, joy. Let me sit in my lazy boy where I am right now, by the way. And, and let me just wait to celebrate Christmas alone with my children and then have a fresh lockdown. Thank Oh, thank you, Santa. Thank you. Please. Please. Cuomo's like, a shutdown is totally, uh, a totally avoidable. It is totally avoidable. All you just have to do to slow the spread is to, you know, not have these gatherings. It's like everybody's saying something different. So I'm wondering what you're doing. So what I'm doing Christmas Eve is I'm actually going out to dinner with my my daughters. Uh, we we go out for dinner. We used to do um, when I was growing up. We used to do Christmas with my father and his family, and then that all got fucked up, divorce and death and blah blah. My father had passed away, um, but now I take my daughters out for for dinner on Christmas because my dad's family, you know, everybody sort of does their own thing, and um, my mom does her own thing on Christmas Eve and. I could go to my mother's if I want, but the thing is, is that I want my kids to wake up in their own beds in my house on Christmas Day and open the presents, you know? So, um, which my mother lives far from me. She lives uh, far, far out in New Jersey. So I would have, like, two hours away. So I'd have to, like, go there on Christmas Eve and then either, what, drive home? That's crazy. Or sleep there and then they can't wake up on home on Christmas. Eh. So Christmas Eve, we're going out for dinner. And Christmas Day, I am going to my mother's house, but it's only going to be, like, six of us, so... And we'll have a social distance dinner anyway. But you know what I have to say? If you are at your family's holiday gathering and somebody comments on your pandemic weight, just eat them. <laughs> just eat them. If somebody says, oh, Trisha, you gained a little bit. Yeah, just be like, okay, want to turn around and take a little bite. <laughs> Product review time. Have you heard about the drill dough? I feel like that sounds like an infomercial, although it's a filthy product. Have you heard about the drill dough? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a drill with penis drill bits. That's right. It's a porn item. One of my friends, she said, Elise, did you ever do a TikTok about the drill dough? I said, the what? She said, yeah, it's like it looks like a Black & Decker drill, you know, a power drill, but instead of like drill bits, and I'm like, drill bits? She's like, yeah, you know, the things that like hang the pictures in the wall or whatever. I'm like, yeah. She goes, it has peanut, it has dildo attachments. I was like, oh, lovely. That's just what I want. She goes, yeah. Oh, and there's one that sells. That's one. There's one that's a kit, and it sells safety glasses and a construction set, a uh, construction vest. I said, oh, just what I want from Father Christmas. 
a power drill with dildo attachments and safety glasses and a construction vest because I want to play what? I don't know, construction work and dress up with my boyfriend and have him do absolutely <laughs> foul, foul things to me? No, come on. Well, maybe I do it to him. <laughs> Anyway, of course, I looked up this train wreck online. Drilldo.com is where it is if you want to look, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, you actually can't buy it there, though. I don't know. They shut down. They sh- maybe because it's disgust, but they, they shut it down on their website. It looks like you can't buy it. But they do sell it on Amazon, of course. For the, they sell it in uh, the, 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 the world's biggest store. So I found the, the Drilldo 7-piece deluxe thrust set. For a bargain price of $279.99, only at an Amazon near you. <laughs> there's no description, but there's a picture. you got to look this up. Look it up. Drill dough. Drill dough. Seven-piece deluxe thrust set. I mean, no, this is like a real thing. This is a real thing. It has no reviews. I don't know why. I actually think it's a really funny gift if you wanted to, like, get it for somebody's bachelorette party, like, all chip in. $279 for drill dough. Oh, come on. I can make my own for that price. <laughs> anyway. Questions from the audience. Oh, this is a good one. Hi, Elise. I just got a promotion and my girlfriend wants to know how much money I'll be making. Should I tell her? One, congratulations on your promotion. Who's getting a promotion these days? Seriously, that's so awesome. Congrats. Should you tell your friend? I, you know, here's the thing. I don't know how old you are, and I think that would be, help me better answer the question because if you listen, if you're 21, if you're 23, maybe 24, and like you're young, you're unattached, you maybe you're living home, maybe you don't have kids. I, I think maybe it's okay. I mean, listen, you, you know, if you're sort of entry level, you're both in entry level jobs or whatever, you're making entry level salaries, and you know, someone's getting paid, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars, and the other one's getting paid twenty one thousand. Yeah, like I think it's fine. Like if you want to tell. I think that's harmless, and I think that we all kind of do that. Like our first job, it's all exciting or whatever. But, but if you're older, I don't think you should tell. Once you get, you know, you're married, or or you know, I don't know. As you get older, you maybe you have rent to pay or a mortgage or whatever, or or maybe you have none of that. Maybe you're living in your mother's basement. Maybe you're living in your mother's attic inside a little, you know, five by five vestibule in the mother's attic. But you want to know what? If you're older, like, you got to keep that kind of stuff private, in my opinion, because you never, because as people get older, in my opinion, they get, sometimes people can get weird, like resentful or jealous or, or just, just fucking crazy, just make shit up in their own heads for no reason. And, and, and money's one of those things. It's just one of those things. I don't know. What would you tell her to do? Look, where I come from in the Italian culture, we don't talk about money. People like, I mean, people like to show their money. I mean, you know, people like to be showy. You know, we got Vinnie Boombots driving down, you know, the Santa Island Expressway and thousand, thousand million dollar BMW, you know, with his uh, diamond encrusted Italian horn in the rear view. But people like to be showy. I mean, you go to church in Staten Island and everybody has their babies in a Burberry dress. People are totally showy, but, but for whatever reason, but. But we don't really talk about money. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really sits down at, at, a, at you know, over coffee and a pickle at the diner. Shout out to Woodrow Diner. My favorite on Staten Island. But nobody really sits around taking a sip of the cappuccino and be like, 
so I got a raise and I'm now making, you know, $30,000 more. I don't know what kind of raise that is, but you know what I mean. So no, I, I, it depends on your age, but I, 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 I'm going to say no. If you're 21, fine. If you're 25, no. And, and, and even if not, silence, what did I hear? What is it? Um, what is the phrase? Um, the wise one has the silent tongue. The, 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 the more close to the chest you keep those kind of personal things, the more, the, the better you're off, the more you're relatable, the more people, you know, like the more people don't find you threatening or unthreatening or whatever, just, nah, I say no. And if you really, you know, and if you're asking me this because it's some like weird way, if you wanted to find out her salary, then, then, then you could say, all right, you I'll write mine down and you write yours down and let's swap. But be prepared. If hers is a lot more, more than yours, you might feel bad. Or if hers is a lot less than yours, you might feel shitty, you know? Closing it out with a quote of the day. Can't believe it. Our Christmas episode coming to a close. Two, two quotes, two quotes. Because I love them both. The first one by Henny Youngman. I love Christmas. I receive a lot of wonderful presents I can't wait to exchange. Ha ha. And the next one is, I stopped believing in Santa Claus when I was six. Mother took me to see him in a department store and he asked for my autograph. Shirley Temple said that. How cute. How cute. So that's it for today's episode of the Lisa Lucci Show. Thank you for listening. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a very merry, wonderful Christmas. And I hope you're not lonely. If you're lonely, you know what you could do? You can write me a review. (laughs) No, you can message me on TikTok if you're feeling lonely or on Instagram. We could chat. I can't wait till the world opens back up so I could do a show, you know? I'm going to do a little mini tour. I posted on TikTok not too long ago of where are all of you guys, but I'm going to do a little stand-up mini tour, maybe like five cities, Chicago, Florida, you know, I don't know the city, but states, Chicago, Florida, New York, New Jersey, maybe Pennsylvania, anywhere, or maybe California, LA. Anyway, we'll see. But thank you for listening. Please review my podcast. You could go on Apple Podcasts and you can leave a review. Right now I have 64 reviews. Ooh, I'm trying to get to 100. And um, tell your friends. But subscribe to the podcast. I really appreciate you listening. And like I said, I hope you have a very nice Christmas. Appreciate your loved ones. Have delicious food. Get something scandalous from you, you boo. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.